Chapter Twelve of Garibaldi and the Making of Italy by George Macaulay Trevelyan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Eve of the Volturno. Tifata onde aquila in aguato, sapia presso il lungi tutto il fume e il piano di vastima pugna incendiato. Moradi Rapsodia Garibaldina. Tifata's summit, whence an eagle in an ambush, he watches near and far all the river and the plain far round ablaze with the fires of war the military position on the volturno was in itself an additional inducement to garibaldi to acquiesce in the coming of victor emmanuel by the middle of september his observations from the summit of monte tifata had shown him not only the uselessness for the time being of any attempt on his part to attack capua but the grave danger in which his own army would stand if general Ritucci ventured on a counter-attack in order to distract the enemy's attention from any such design he sent a few hundred men under the hungarian kisfati to the north bank of the volturno with a roving commission to join hands with liberal insurgents anywhere between cajazzo and rome some bands around alife and piedmont had been in arms for three weeks past with their help casfati was to threaten the line of ritucci's communications behind capua and so prevent him from making a forward move but garibaldi had no intention of attempting to hold cajazzo or any other post north of the river still less of attacking the walls of capua such was the state of affairs when he was called away on september sixteenth to pay a political visit to palermo the pressing demand of the sicilians headed by his own pro-dictator depretis for immediate annexation to piedmont required his presence tor whom he left in command on the volturno ought not to have taken any important new step in his absence but tor's fault as a soldier was rashness as he had shown the year before at treponte finding himself in command for three days he formed the ambitious scheme of occupying and holding cajazzo a hill-town north of the volturno a far more serious undertaking than the irresponsible gyrations of casfati's flying column in order to distract ritucci's attention from cajazzo tour made a reconnaissance in force against capua on september nineteenth the day after the battle of castelfidardo the reconnaissance procured indeed the unopposed occupation of cajazzo but was still itself ill-conducted and disastrous at dawn rusto's milanese drove the enemy's advance guard into capua but then instead of retiring from before the walls remained for two hours round the railway station and on the open parade ground exposed to the fire of the cannon on the bastions they retreated after severe losses and the bourbon troops sallied out after them from the gate led on by old general rosarol who though on the retired list rode to the sound of the firing and headed the advance in gallant style until he was carried off wounded rusto's men made a stand at the cemetery and cappuccino convent and drove the royalists back to capua but the events of september nineteenth had at least all the appearance of a repulse for the garibaldini who had fired at the walls as if they intended to take capua by a coup de main indeed some of the officers who served that day under rusto 
still believed that he was inspired by a secret hope that the gates would be opened to him by treachery though he never confessed as much the day cost the garibaldini one hundred and thirty in killed and wounded meanwhile the dictator had settled affairs in sicily the love the people bore to him overcame their strong desire for annexation and their indifference to his projects on rome he had another magnificent popular reception in palermo on september seventeenth he replaced the pro-dictator de Prentis by mordini who had hitherto been more opposed to cavour but mordini was a man capable of learning by experience and although crispi tried to poison his mind with false rumours of treachery on the part of cavour the new ruler of sicily had by the middle of october discovered the absolute necessity for the immediate annexation of the island to piedmont garibaldi returned to the banks of the volturno on the afternoon of september nineteenth too late for the fighting under the walls of capua but in time to join tour in a duel which he was carrying on with the enemy's forces on the other side of the river across the ferry of formicola there is no reliable evidence as to what he said to tour that day but he afterwards wrote in severe condemnation of his lieutenant for the attack on the walls of capua and for the occupation of cajazzo the events of september nineteenth especially the sally of the bourbon troops under the old general rossero gave self-confidence to those forces and suggested to them the idea that they might successfully take the offensive on a great scale that evening the minister of war at gaeta sent ritucci the king's orders to march forward seeking and find and destroy the enemy at the same time advance on the capital ritucci thereupon set before the king a plan for an advance on the capital by the country roads to the east of san tamaro which passing through arone and vico foresta and castle di principe unite at naples on the side of capodimonte garibaldi in his memoirs declares that the enemy would in this way have succeeded in reaching naples if his own force had meanwhile been held in check by false attacks but the plan was rejected as too dangerous by its author ritucci who opposed as still more rash the frontal attack on santa maria and san angelo recommended by the royal councillors at gaeta all that ritucci would as yet consent to do was to recover cajazzo the dictator made his one military mistake of this year in not withdrawing from cajazzo the three hundred bolognese under catabini whom tor had without his consent placed in that isolated position across the river matters were only made worse by the dispatch of another six hundred men under vacieri there were now nine hundred men collected in the hill town to hold it against any force that might come along the high road from capua on september twenty first the best regiments in ritucci's army the native cacciatori with a battery of guns and a reserve of three fine swiss and german regiments some seven thousand in all came to retake cajazzo after a gallant defence of several hours conducted by catapini who fell into the enemy's hands severely wounded the town was stormed sacked and burnt by the bourbon troops the victors confessed to a loss of over a hundred about two hundred and fifty of the garibaldini were killed wounded or captured and the swiss who took no part in the sack observed with compassion that many of the wounded were mere boys 
two-thirds of the defenders under vacieri escaped with difficulty by fording the flooded ferry of limatola after the storming of cajazzo the bourbon troops were prepared for any adventure the spell had so long bound them was well-nigh broken for they had proved that they could defeat the red devils at least where the magician himself was not present the king's counsellors in gaeta who had learnt the disastrous news of castel fidaro perceived that unless they could at once cut their way back to naples their position on the volturno however impregnable in front would be taken in rear by the victorious armies of piedmont they therefore overruled Ritucci's objections and compelled him against his will to lead his troops to the general attack on the enemy's lines there was one chance left for the house of bourbon on this earth and if the attack had been made within two or three days after the victory of cajazzo before garibaldi had erected his batteries at santa maria and sant'angelo and if ritucci's whole striking force had been directed in one solid mass against those two villages it is difficult to see how it could have failed to succeed but again there was the delay of a week and again there was the division of forces for both these errors the councillors at gaeta were responsible for although they had done well in compelling ritucci to fight they spoilt it all by dictating to him a plan of battle of which he rightly disapproved they were unnecessarily alarmed for the safety of the rear and flank of ritucci's position conceiving it to be threatened by the really negligible activities of Casfati and the liberal bands round Piedmont and Ricca Romana. The council at Gaeta, therefore, compelled the master-in-chief to send great forces under von Mitchell to restore order in that district, and thence to push them on to Amorosi and Ducenta. This not only caused a week's delay, but drew the royalists on to adopt the false strategy of attacking Garibaldi on two sides. Not only from Capua by way of Santa Maria and Sant'Angelo, but also from Ducenta by way of Madaloni. It appears that after the storming of Cajazzo, some of the advisers at Gaeta felt so completely confident of victory and of a submissive reception in Naples that they were planning rather to make victory complete than to make it secure misled by the golden hope of surrounding the enemy's headquarters at caserta from east and west at once they took the unnecessary risk of operating on an outer semicircle of which the two ends were not in effective communication they thus gave to garibaldi with his smaller force the advantage of acting on the inner ring or rather along the straight diameter while their communications ran round the circumference of the semicircle this advantage he used to the utmost on the day of battle with the help of the railway line running from madaloni through caserta to santa maria the effect of this plan was to divide the bourbon army into two separate forces one under ritucci at capua and the other under von mitchell operating round ducenta von mitchell the brave swiss whose stupidity in may had been one of the chief causes of garibaldi's capture of palermo was nominally under the orders of ritucci but he chose to act as if he had an independent command and left the commander-in-chief without news of him for days together on the twenty eighth ritucci in despair rode out from capua as far as cajazzo in search of the missing von mitchell and finally discovered that he had 
on the twenty sixth advanced southwards from amorosi through ducenta as far as the crossroads at cantinella and thence had sent out cavalry who located bixio's force covering Madaloni near the arches of the valley von mitchell had thereupon retired again as far as amorosi on september twenty seventh if he had on that day made a determined assault on Madaloni, while Rattucci, in concert, sallied out in force from Capua against Santa Maria, they would have had a good chance of meeting at Caserta that evening. But owing to their entire want of communication, the great effort was postponed until the 1st of October. This delay, wrote Rattucci to von Mitchell, when at last he was able to renew correspondence with his lieutenant, may well be fatal to our cause. Rattucci was sulky, but prepared to carry out with vigor the orders which he disliked. His men were elated at the prospect of battle, and confident that they would sleep in Caserta the first night and in Naples the next. Their prospects were indeed bright, but they would have been still brighter if the attack had not been deferred till the beginning of October. On September 27th, Garibaldi had only half a dozen field guns and no entrenched batteries in his lines against Capua, but in the last three days of the month, he and his men labored day and night at planting cannon that arrived from Naples and throwing up defenses in their front. In this, they received skilled assistance from Dowling, a British ex-sergeant of artillery who had been in service before Sebastopol two ex-captains of bourbon artillery and twenty gunners of the piedmontese regular army sent up from naples on the night of the twenty-ninth at the request of garibaldi to villa marina and followed on the next day by forty more of their number one of the new batteries was on the road between san angelo and capua another was in the middle of the scattered village of san angelo itself a third intended to fire at the enemy's batteries across the river was erected on top of the precipitous ridge of san giorio whither the guns were dragged with great labor and considerable engineering skill finally a battery was placed at the entrance of santa maria under the ancient roman archway which spans the road leading from old to new capua there were other mobile trains of artillery on the road between sant'angelo and santa maria for the last time in his life garibaldi had all his ablest lieutenants with him a vincana the former war minister of the roman republic arrived just in time to help his old friend to set his batteries round san angelo cosense was doing his best to make bricks without straw as war minister in naples sertori was at the front as chief of staff bixio was defending madaloni against von mitchell medici held san angelo and monte tavata milbitz held santa maria tour was stationed with the reserves at caserta ready to bring them up by rail either to madaloni or to santa maria as need should require at the crisis of the battle by this last simple device garibaldi obtained the full advantage of being on the inside of the circle of acting on the diameter while the enemy moved round by the circumference in spite of these preparations which greatly strengthened his position in the last three days of september his army was still in evil case twenty thousand men the greater part of them ill-armed and worse drilled many scarcely knowing how to use their rifles had to stand the shock of twenty-eight or thirty thousand regular troops 
coming on in the full confidence of victory exhausted with starvation exposure and overwork many of the best men were physically prostrated while the cowards were slinking back to naples or preparing to fly at the first onset there was none of that certain assurance of victory which had carried them through sicily and calabria in the coming battle garibaldi had to depend upon his own military genius which was seldom seen to better advantage than on that desperate day and on the resolve to die at their posts which his presence inspired into the few thousand men who were really doing the work of the whole army the spirit in the garibaldian lines on the eve of the volturno is illustrated by a story told by the english preacher howes who a fortnight later met a young milanese noble at the siege of capua he was poorly equipped and almost in rags he had nothing but a sword and a pistol what induced you i said to give up ease and luxury for this life of a dog in a camp without commissariat pay or rations you may well ask he said i tell you a fortnight ago i was in despair myself and thought of giving up the whole thing i was sitting on a hillock as might be here garibaldi came by he stopped i don't know why i had never spoken to him i am sure he did not know me but he stopped perhaps i looked very dejected and indeed i was well he laid his hand on my shoulder and simply said with that low strange smothered voice that seemed almost like a spirit speaking inside me courage courage we are going to fight for our country do you think i could ever turn back after that the next day we fought the battle of the volturno End of chapter twelve